First <clears throat> Peter 3, 1 through 5. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives, when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this passage from your precious word. Lord, we do submit to your word, and we pray that we would be teachable and that this would prepare our hearts for this time of communion. And we rejoice in your word, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, In your bulletin, you'll notice uh, we're looking at two of the... uh, Uh, questions and answers of the shorter catechism, number 71 and 72. Uh, 71 says, the seventh commandment requires the preservation of our own and our neighbor's chastity in heart, speech, and behavior. And then number 72 says, the seventh commandment forbids all unchaste thoughts, words, and actions. Now, the seventh commandment is, you shall not commit adultery. And uh, part of keeping this commandment and the sanctity of marriage is that we must preserve our own and our neighbor's chastity in heart, speech, and behavior. So that forbids all unchaste thoughts, words, and actions. Now, the word chastity, <coughs> it, it means pure or virtuous, uh, is a very uncommon word uh, in our culture nowadays. In fact, if you ask someone, what, uh, what does it mean to be chaste? They would say, well, that's when somebody is running after another person because they don't know this word. And so, and nor is chastity a common virtue in fact, the, the common, in our culture, it's more associated with promiscuity than, than being virtuous. And many people in our culture believe it isn't even possible to be virtuous, to be chaste, to justify sin. So how do we preserve uh, our own and others' uh, chastity in thought, word, and action? Here's just a few thoughts. First of all, in terms of your heart, <coughs> our thoughts must be centered on the Lord and his word. Uh, that's the only hope we have to keep our thoughts centered on the things which please him and guarded by his word. In Colossians 3, it says, set your minds on things above, not on things that are on the earth. And then in Romans 12, too, it says, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we're renewed as our minds are renewed as we focus on him and his word. So we want to pray and discipline ourselves to more and more have the Lord and his word on our mind and on our thoughts. And Phil has often mentioned a little book called The Practice of the Presence of God, which I think is a great testimony of a man who did everything, uh, washed dishes, did everything with his heart set on the word. Um, His name was Brother Lawrence. And then secondly, regarding your speech, (coughs) you know, words uh, can encourage uh, people in holiness. And I don't know if we think about that that much, but uh, we can encourage people in holy living in the way that we speak. So we should speak words which point toward the Lord and his character. Um, in Proverbs 21, it says, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. And then in Ephesians 5, it says, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse joking, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. So our words do impact the thought lives of others. And uh, then thirdly, <coughs> our behavior. Certainly our actions and how we dress uh, impact others around us and our own thoughts. 
Uh, modesty in dress and actions uh, is important so as not to defraud our brothers and sisters in the Lord. Now in 1 Peter 3, we read, it said this, Do not let your adornment be merely outward. It's not like adornment is wrong, but arranging the hair, wearing gold, and putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. So we're talking about inward adornment as much more than uh, outward adornment. And this warning is not just for women. In fact, I heard recently that the number of men using cosmetics and the amount of money they spend on cosmetics is going up at a rapid rate. I was a little surprised. Uh, and while some people might say that some uh, of us men uh, would benefit by that, uh <coughs> our focus should be on the development and encouragement of godly, Christ-like character in ourselves and others. And in 1 Timothy 2, that we are admonished, or it, it starts out saying uh, that the women adorn themselves, but this is an admonishment for us all, that the women adorn themselves in modest apparel with propriety and moderation, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing, but which is proper for women professing godliness with good works. So men, it's the same principle. Uh, we're to bring attention to the Lord, not to ourselves by excessive concern with how we look. Now, chastity has to do with growing in holiness. And participating in this communion celebration of the Lord draws us to the Lord who is holy and reminds us that the Lord said to us, you shall be holy because I am holy. He's calling us to this. And we are growing in holiness by his grace and the power of the Holy Spirit in us and by the actions that we take in obedience because we love him. Now, the Lord uses this weekly Sabbath and the, the weekly uh, service that we have here and the weekly communion we have to sanctify us and give us more of a heart to grow in holiness, to, to be holy. We are not to be as the world around us, which uh, cares little about chastity and virtuous living, but we are to be eager and zealous to be more like the Lord in holiness in our thoughts and our words and our actions. Let's pray. Lord God, we do ask that our heart's desire would be to grow in holiness and Christ-likeness and that we would be able to encourage each other in this pursuit. Lord, we are called to holiness and we thank you that this communion celebration reminds us each week that the Holy Son of God died for us to justify us and the Holy Spirit is faithfully working in us to make us holy. Lord, we come before you now with joy and thanks and praise in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.